Praise God. Amen. I, I enjoy preaching. Um, my favorite areas are eschatology, which studies about revelation, new world, you know, the fate of humans, universe, so and so. I'm interested in that, in that stuff. And uh, within that, salvation is embedded, as you know. You can't talk about eschatology without being saved. My second favorite, demonology. <laughs> and uh, spiritual welfare. Um, hallelujah. Come on, you too. Um, and uh, days like today, that's the right topic. The best uh, topic for today's discourse we found is uh, outfitting the evil spirit. You can outfit, outthink, or outwit. These are all the same. So outwitting transgenerational evil schemes. I love that. And we'll explore deep into the word of God. Uh, but, should, but first I should build a concept after concept. Then we reach out to consensus. Then we agree. Take two, three examples. And finally apply to the current situation. Amen? Let's stand up and pray. Be like soldiers and warriors. I don't want anybody to sleep. Behave like good soldiers. God, thank you. We are your children and we are your, your soldiers. We are filled with the spirit of God. And we feel inside that there is spiritual war ahead of us. And we want to fight this war with you. You are our leader and you are our champion and you are our general. We are brothers and sisters of Christ, Jesus. Give us your word. Uh, feed us through you know, our stay. Let's drink from your spiritual fountains. And we bind every evil spirit working in the nation, in the city, and around us. We dedicate this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Outwitting transgenerational evil schemes. Jesus came to the synagogue. The first verse we see is shock. It has been shocking to the usual people. And he, he came. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out and with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. Remember that. I know who you are. Where did he know him? They never met. Even Jesus he didn't start to choose to pick his disciples. He just got rushed into synagogue to the usual sermon and things. Somebody shouted. When you get in, they shout. Amen? If you carry Jesus, he shouts himself. And he said, nobody, you know, mentioned that Jesus is coming. Nobody knew he's son of God. No idea. This is the fourth chapter of Luke. There's no Peter, no disciples. Nobody. I know you. So demons know. Even they know some Bible, some spiritual plans of God. They know. They have been there upstairs. He saw Jesus when he was in heaven. These are cast out, fallen spirits. They have been in a good place. He said, I will build my throne above God's throne. Then God casted him down. They saw Jesus. They know he's son of God. And they know him. The moment he said, oh, I know. I know you. I saw you I know, in the time before time. He saw him somewhere. And he said, 
I know you. Next verse. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet. And come out. The Jews in the synagogue were shocked. In the old times, you know, when kings, big people like Saul, when they are attacked by evil spirit, they call a musician and they play some you know, music and calm down the spirit. And the king resumes back to his government activities. That's the trend. This one, he said, come out. There is no music therapy. Come out. They were shocked. Call the musician. No, no, no. There is a little boy. He's beautiful, handsome, a son of Jesse. Bring him. He play. He will calm you down. There is no calming down. I get you out. This is shocking to the world. The first incidents. I know, yes, I know you know me. But now, it's not a joke. We can't talk. Come out. Be quiet and come out. If I were you, I would say, hallelujah. hallelujah. He came out of him. He didn't hurt him. Then they were amazed. All spoke along themselves. They said, da, 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 da. finally, he, he, you know, for with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits. And they come out. And the report about him went across the city. Next verse. From this verse, just I want you to pick a word, I know you. So demons know. Lesson number one. Two. This is another scenario. Uh, of the 35 miracles in the Bible, group of miracles, I mean, written, documented for us. Uh, 16 are about healing, 7 are about casting out demons. You can see the statistics. The statistics have meaning in the Bible, in the world as well. 16, you know, deaf, blind, da 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 da. 7, these are casting. The next, the next commonest miracle is casting out demons. The third is, of course, feeding. Food is important. Nutrition. And then, you know, the dead rose from, three, three dead people rose from the, the, the dead. This is the distribution of the 35 miracles. I have it here. 16 healings, 7 castings, 5 feedings, 3 resurrections, 2 protections like from the storm. One financial issue, tax issue from the fish mouth, you remember? Only one is on judgment. He, he, he cursed the fig tree, you remember? This is the distribution of the 35 main documented miracles. Seven are about casting out. Get out, come out. There is no music therapy. Now... Get out. I came. I want to feel that heart. I want to feel that vehicle, that soul. But you, come out. This scenario, this is scenario number two of the seven. And this is, when unclean spirit returns, um, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. 
did you ever wonder where, where the hell do these spirits go? When they are sent out of a host or a demoniac, where do they go? This is original teaching of Jesus Christ. There is a lot, especially in Africa, written about demonology. Don't trust any of those writings. Read those seven scenarios. Then you, you, Jesus, especially the quotes from Jesus are very crucial. Because there is a lot of funny story about demons everywhere. Seeking rest. And finds none. He's not supposed to rest at all. Rest is our entitlement. Amen? Demons never rest. No chance. Then he says, Oh, I will return to my house. My house? Yeah, my house. From which I came. So demons think. This verse tells you they think. They contemplate. They reflect on their decision. They dialogue with themselves. Oh. Hmm. And they remember places. They remember even their house number. He was in the wilderness. He's cast out to dry place. Jesus said, get out. Oh, after a while, he remembers. There is, there is no Google map, nothing at that time, you remember. But they know. Hmm. Let me go back. And see what, what's going on. That day I was shocked, you know. This Jesus whom we saw in the time before time came down. We suddenly met in the synagogue. In the synagogue. And I, was, I, I was trembling. He said, come out. Without hurting my house, my host, I was cast to the wilderness. Now, let me check what happened to that man. And he returns. There is a saying in English, a returning demon is the worst. And when he comes, he finds it empty. Remember this word, empty, unoccupied. Raise your right hand and say, Jesus, you occupied all of me. This is a vacant spot. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than him. They enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. There is a lot in this verse. Leave it here. Let's see what happened to Job. This is again one of the oldest verses in, in, in the Bible. Job, book of Job. The first, scenario three. Jesus was, you know, ministering around. And uh, he was sailing on to the other side of the sea. And to the country of Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the, the boat, immediately he met he met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his you know, dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. This is 
typical demon, you know, typical demon that we know, that we used to know since we were kids. This is a picture we have about demon. Chained, aggressive, psychopathic, and uh, powerful, you know, unstoppable. Because he had often had been bound with shackles and chains, you know, this is in the tombs, he's really possessed. And we read in the next verses that this man, this man is, you know, hosting thousands of demons. You can read here that even this man, when he saw Jesus, he started to tremble. No change of command. I said, he said, come out of the man. Come out of the man. Then Jesus was a little bit, you know, conversating with this man. He said, actually, what's your name, by the way? You guys, I heard you mentioning that you know me. I heard from your friend the other day that some of you know me. Let me know you. No? Do I have a name? Oh, my name is Legion. I'm nameless because we are numerous. Group name, Legion. I was googling Legion is a, a military unit in the Romans uh, military structure. They start with team, which is composed of four soldiers. Goes to squad, ten. Goes down to battalion, it's 1,000. Legion, 6,000. And the last is 1 million, you call it uh, uh, military region. Oh, where Legion? In one man? 6,000? My friends, my fellows, there is no number problem with demons. There are plenty everywhere. Number is not an issue. Mission is an issue. And this man caring, shocking. Who else could deliver it? Thanks to Jesus. Climb to Jesus. <laughs> Demons, they need vehicles. They need body to embed with. So they ask Jesus, please, Jesus. Some of our friends have been in the wilderness and some, it's very dry, they came back. We communicated this in our network. It's not written. I think we have idea. Send us to swine. Swine is unclean animal in the Jewish society. So let's, there was some 2,000 something. Large number of, large herd of swine or pigs. Uh, one of the gospel writers, he mentioned the number actually, 2,000 pigs. This man carrying alone, 2,000 pigs couldn't carry. They all rushed to Lake of Galilee and sank. This is different. Same city, same offshore, but a different writer. This is Matthew. That's Mark. Luke also said it's one man carrying 6,000. But this one tells us he actually met two possessed men, not one. No, these are just, 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 just are disciples, followers, writers are reporting. When you report, whether it is CNN, Al Jazeera, BBC, it's different from you know, the angle from which you are viewing. You know? Two, I was trying to negotiate between these two verses because Bible, Bible couldn't lie. And I think... It will be clearer in the next verse. 
Um, in the same chapter, if you follow down, that man who was talking with Christ and mentioned that there are legions, he changed his clothes, he was feeding with Christ, and he was in the right mind. That means he accepted Christ. The second one, nothing is written about him. Maybe he just got relieved of his you know, burden and he left to the city. So no story, parrot. Two, that's all. I think he left empty without Christ in him. Oh my gosh, this guy, seven times 6,000 is going to be 32,000. 42,000. But the other one is saved. He gave his life to Christ. No empty space. The house is not empty. Christ is in there. So there is no returning demon. There is no multiplying demon. Praise God. Job. One of you know, the rightest person you ever know is Job. He did nothing wrong. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered to the Lord saying, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. He was riding over the earth in short. Then he's reporting back. He gets in and down and up and down now and then. And reports about each of you. Like Job. This shows Satan's nature. If he reported so badly about on Job, you can imagine yours. I can imagine mine. Terrible reporter. And God is confident in Job. Don't touch the man. Don't touch his soul, his life. Do whatever you you want to do on him, I know he will stand with me. Although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. And, you know, he was, the demon is nagging God, Satan is nagging God to, do, to punish constantly and uh, disgrace Job. Combining these verses, I came up to the next five conclusions. Conclusion number one. Demons know and they do think. Do you agree? Yes. No doubt. In fact, they know a lot about spiritual details and God's plans. Because they have been there. They have seen it. We haven't seen it. Do you remember when Jesus was under trial, they were quoting verses. They know Bible. So demons know. Good, you are good. In the morning I was, I have to convince people. Demons know a lot. Two, they think a lot. We think that they do a lot. But actually they think a lot. Because they design a deviceful thought, bad thought, and insert that thought into humans, into our minds. So to do that, you have to really sit down and think. They think a lot. Conclusion number 
थ्री और इंफरेंस थ्री दे कम्युनिकेट एंड दे एग्रीगेट एंड दे हेल्प इच अदर इसेर आई विल इनवाइट सेवन मोर एंड कम बैक इंपोर्टेंट अनदर कंक्लुशन यू कैन ड्राइव from this verses is um actually they, they do remember they keep files they keep data i don't know where the office is i don't know where the megabyte gigabyte but they have huge storage and data and access is quick another conclusion they remember places and they they travel between cities and uh, also um they love the places they are used to another conclusion numbers vary because they come and go it was one then it is it's going to be eight again it was 6000 it's going to be zero now and the other one 42000 i'm not sure so numbers vary depends on the intensity of the work and how the host bears and you know channels to ex- execute um, difficult uh, schemes the other one they need body vehicles swine you know the the, the path in the around the tomb they need a vehicle they need a host after this six conclusion conclusions i made I reflected on some verses in the Bible. Reflection number 1. So if they leave uh, oh I I forgot the main one. There are angels. I forgot that. I mean that's clear. There have been angels. Actually Satan was leader of angels. He said I will put my throne above God's. He was cast down. We know that. With him brought multitude of demons. And of these fallen spirits most are you know evil um, i mean functioning as demons so the difference we'll do it we'll we'll deal it with part 2 sermon but know that there are angels and be, if they are angels they behave like angels for example they can't marry because christ you remember he met a patient whom, whom he delivered and uh, when he was talking to her um he was asked a question he said she got many husbands and which one is going to be her permanent husband upstairs he said no 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 there's no such husband marriage reproduction so and so when you go up they behave like angels but demons if they are angels they can't pass their genes into humans and they can't reproduce parent there are different teachings especially related to niflim rafahim you know post uh, post uh, flooding and pre flooding they were there but we don't know that they were in the in the ark but we find that their gene continued before and after the flood without being through the ark some and you know, you know denominations mention that they are angels giants they made it human females and they produced giants there's a theory like that i'm not sure angels no reproduction so demons were angels and they are angels but they are evil angels so linking this so 
angels, they don't die. If they don't die, if they remember a lot, if they know a lot, including you know, Jesus, if they remember verses, Bibles, God's plans, people, you know, stories of kings, fallen up, you know, up and downs of kingdoms, if they have a database, if they communicate, if they network, if they you know, call each other, we're in a serious problem. I mean, they know everything. In fact, they know the future. Even one of, In one of the incidents of the seven, they said, hey, you came to destroy us. He said, you know, that, that will not happen at that time. It's scheduled, but not that time. Um, they know, but they don't know everything, actually. But they know even some, some about the future. So, I gathered this and went into several verses in the Bible. The first verse we see is uh, about David, the little David, the little beautiful boy, the boy David. You remember the scenario? Goliath, he was roaring twice a day, 40 days. You have some mental retardation, you know, these giants with some psychopath component and mental retardation. Medically, very clear for us, they do repetitive jobs every day. And sometimes they are abused. No question, Goliath grew up abused. No question. Maybe fetching water every day, twice a day, 40 days. Repetitive activity. I will explain genetically later on. Then, until this little boy showed up, the spirit was not agitated. He's boiling inside twice a day, twice a day. Da, da, da. One day, another spirit came. A different spirit came. My friends, the war is between spirits. We carry the spirit of God. The others carry the spirit of others. We are vehicles, but we are vehicles of the spirit of God. But David carried, and this, he praises God, he plays this, you know, plays this music. The moment he saw him, he was agitated. Did you meet some people you know, who are so agitated the moment they see you? Mm -hmm. We know why that's going on. We know the reason. Amen? Raise your hand. I know the reason. He cursed David, you know, calling his gods. That tells you that Goliath is possessed. He belongs to the other gods. Now, to conclude that Goliath is possessed or he's in the other group, that verse is important. He was cursing David using the name of his gods. David also mentioned his God proudly. Hallelujah. I'm now starting to preach. Now, just now. He went to the brook of a river and picked round stones. He picked five round stones. How many? Shout again. Five. Five. Why not three? Why not seven? Actually, why not one? He threw only one in the, using the sling, you remember. 
This is wastage. Five. Why is it written also precisely? One, two, three, four, five. Let the four stay there. I only use one for now. Put it in the sling. With the giant at the forehead. Boom. For years I was thinking about this verse and I got it now. This is an account opened by Holy Spirit through David and the Holy Spirit in charge of the war. David randomly picked five. But the Holy Spirit was doing you know, perfectly and thoughtfully. Four stones were left. But later after a few pages, When the Philistines were at war again with Israel, David and his servants with him went down and fought against the Philistines. And David grew faint. He was so tired, exhausted at war. Then Ishbibnob, do you believe that this is son of Goliath? We'll show you the pedigree medically. We'll explain. Just two minutes. Ishbibnob is a son of Goliath. He's a bitter enemy of David because he killed his father. Who was one of the sons of the giant? Gigantism is autosomal dominant gene. It runs in the family. And now it's well explained medically. Specific chromosome, it's number 13, my number 11. Longer, Q, we call it. Specific band, number 13, 13.3. .3. So chromosome 11Q, 13.3 is the ID of the Goliath family. The giants. Now, simple blood, you draw someone and put it in the chromatographer. He will tell you whether you are a giant or not. When you are little, we know it. And we can do, draw the pedigree tree, family tree. So Ishbibnob is a son of Goliath. And David is at battle, furious fight. He's just watching. At a, he's standing at the corner. But we know that he's one of, one of, one of the sons of giant. The weight of whose bronze sphere was 300 shekels, da, 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 exactly like his father. But Abishia, the son of Zuria, came to his aid and stuck, struck the Palestine and killed him. Another person, out of nowhere, is also watching this man. Then they came and said, hey, David, you nearly were killed. You are an eye of Israel. Had it not been for, for my alertness, you were lost. News word. Unused news word. You see the last line? News word. Told be could kill David. Place yourself at this scenario. 
this man killed his father and humiliated their family with one stone. Shame. This is champions in childhood. He's well present with one king, little boy. Yes. David was busy. This is not fighting. He's just, his interest is David. I will kill. My mission is not to win the battle, to kill David. New sword, same size, same structure, like his father. This is new because the previous one is taken by David. Amen to that. David deprived all of his weapons, you remember. And he put it somewhere. We'll come back in part two. New. He's ready to strike him. He's sure. Nobody is watching him. And he's waiting until David gets exhausted. Finally, for sure I will kill you. I'm throwing one Two, not three. Without saying three, he fell down. When David watched, someone from his side, another soldier, was watching the fight, was watching Ishbibnom. And when he knew he was to throw, he killed him. He used the second stone. Stone number one, Goliath proper, gone. Stone number two, gone. How many left? Let's go, let's read the Bible. Go on, bring that table. Again, again. I love my Bible, Amen. Again. My, my son always says, Papa, again? Yeah, again. There was war at da, 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 da. Palestines again. Elham, son of Bethlehem, killed the brother of Goliath. Hey! Have you read that? The brother of Goliath. That was the son. This is a family issue. In the morning, in the Mark, we said the genie is in the gene. We doubted that. We'll explode. Eh? <laughs> Goliath, the Gittite. The shaft of whose sphere was like a blah, blah. yet again. So he died. Which stone is used? Stone number three. How many left? Two more. The account Holy Spirit opened, he will close it. Balance zero. No mistake. Amen. Yet again, there was war with Gas, a man of great stature who has. Who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. Twenty-four in number. And he also was born to the giant. I don't care. Woo-hoo-hoo. This is a beast looking. We call it orthopedically. This is a giant with exadactyly. We call it like is exadactyle. This is very dominant gene. If this breeds, he continue for sure to produce exact copies of himself. Thank God stopped there. No, I mean, 666, 24, terrible. This is very dominant gene. 
We know the locus now. We know what their fate will be. We know these are well studied now, medically explained. <laughs> I love that. For a brother, there is another brother. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Raise your hand and say, I have a brother. I have a sister. I'm not alone. We are not alone. <laughs> so, when he, defied, when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shema, David's brother, killed him. These four, these four, this, this, in this chapter, four were born to the giant in God. If you read the former proper Goliath, index Goliath is from God. And fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. How many stones used now? Four. One is left. I was wondering, where is the other? You can't hide, amen? You can't hide, amen? Lahimi. This is the brother of Goliath. The previous children. Next generation. We're talking about transgenerational spirits. Will come. The fight is spiritual, my friend. We carry God's kingdom. The others carry something else. But the fight is intense and it intensifies. There is no vacation. You see? Lame. If you go to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 5, you clearly see this is Goliath's brother. I'm Real brother. That is the fifth stone. So, one, two, three, four. Who killed them? Where do you read in the Bible? It's on the table. We'll, we'll post it on the YouTube. Added to this, the first Goliath, the main giant, five. Say, file closed. Please say, file closed. Balance zero. David said, um, none of my enemies will escape from me. He prophesied this. None of them escaped. Five picked, five used. When? At different times. By different people. By different generations. We outfit generational evil camps. Amen? Um, show us the family tree. This is written in the medical literature. Um, if you, this is the black boxes. These are the five. Genetically explained. And this is written in secular medical journals. The five Goliaths. Goliath is not one. There are five. The one with the rope, that's the one David killed. He started the battle. The battle continued. Next to him, Saire, is Lameh, his brother. Same generation. The first line shows you the index generation. It starts in the Genesis, book of Genesis. Nephils, Raphas, Gaz, they, they are rooted in the Genesis. It goes down to the generation of Goliath and his brother. Goliath married, the circle one is female. Four sons, three sons down, and uh, including the exadactyly, 
giant, if you count, one, two, three, four, five. Done. Amen? Demons remember. They possess people. The one who was, you know, cursing David, he died. They, 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 they get out and look for another vehicle. Oh, get into one of these. It's his brother, okay? He goes, get into the other one. They continue to work this through this because they don't die. And they remember and they know who is the enemy, who is God's people, who is not, they know. We have agreed this on the previous verses. We built on these concepts. So this scenario tells us that please don't fight alone. And please know that you are not alone. You may be in a circle. Actually, in the morning we shared some, you know, um, prophecies God told us. We may be in a difficult, tense situations. And even we may not know that. We're focused in the battle. But someone is plotting to kill us. And he's sure. Hundred percent. But our God is hundred percent plus one. He's always ahead. And uh, he used another brother of David and he killed him. They nearly missed him. Demonology, demons carry out their missions through generations. It's not a one generation event. The one you casted now, kicked out now, may come back. Always he roars and watches for opportunities to get him, to rush him. Are you occupied inside? Is Jesus settled well? Then he may come back and he knock. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I, I, I meant to knock the other door. Not this one. Occupied. Amen? And then the plants or toilets, you say, it's occupied. It reads, then you wait or go away. Occupied. This example tells us the fight between Goliath and David's family continued through generations. It passed to the other generation. David's son is involved. Goliath's son is involved. It's non-stop. And for sure, one thing we are sure, we always win. Amen. Amen. Always. The result is always known. Amen. Amen. God never lost a battle. Never ever. I never read. Example two. Haman. Somewhere in the verses, especially first, uh, um, if you remember King Saul, he was in a battle with Amalekites and he was wounded badly. He's in a mess. With honor to die, they say, usually, kill us, kill me. And Amalekite, a soldier from the other side, Amalekite, he knows Saul, he's a king, he knows him, he said, uh, kill me. And he died. And these Amalekites came to David, came to the palace compound and reported General David, yes sir, our king passed away. He died in the battle. 
This is, remember, he's Amalekite. He's reporting good. He did it. He's reporting. He's asked to do. And David said, uh -uh. stay away. Step aside. You killed an anointed king of Israel. And in his spirit, David knows, and I know that you are Amalekite. The spirit in you actually killed him. You could have carried him, tried, you know. You know. It's good if you report, if you come and report to me and tell me uh, he was wounded, I carried him, tried to bring him on my way, he passed away and here is the body. That would have been good, better. Now you are telling me I killed him. And you are Amalekite. My friend, the spirit in you killed him. The demon in you killed him. That's why he said, soldier, hey, kill him. First action. The war is spiritual. It's between spirits in the vehicles. Haman is praised and appraised. Everybody is bound to him. But one person. And Haman's interest, Haman's interest is in that person. Mardokai. Haman said, it's of no use. He should bow down to me. And every day he's not doing, he's not buying. No. He's so annoyed. When you explore this, the Bible says, Haman the Agagite. King Agag is king of Amalekites. And many years back, King Saul was supposed to kill him. He spared him, but you know, you know, he spared him, but prophet Samuel was not happy, and Samuel executed King Agag. It's well written in the Bible. And this is documented in the realm of spirits by the demons. It's well documented. Amalekites, we know them. They are not from this side. From, they are from that side. After 500 years of King Agag's leadership, after 500 years of King Agag's execution by Prophet Samuel, Haman was filled with this spirit and he is interested to vanish every Jew in the Susa building. The spirit is angry in him and he is interested in destroying all the Jews. This, he, he plotted genocide. And the spirit in him, the spirit in Haman is remembering what happened to the Agagite king, Agag, 500 years back. Prophet Samuel, especially when you are servant of God, watch out. Saul slashed him into pieces, cut him into pieces. This is known by the demons. And they are waiting and watching until a time they find a proper host, vehicle, which is Haman. Then, you know, we, we have seen they call each other. They call, hey, hey, we got Haman. Scenario is made. You see? Yeah. The Jews are here, the people of Israel. Da, 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 da. Haman is here. Let's insert thoughts into his mind. Let's use him. 
What? For example, say, how about erecting 50 meters, you know, pole? Good idea. How about talking to the king? How about they plan everything? They use his mind. That's how spirits work. Five hundred years, they didn't forget what happened to the king. Finally, you know the story. Things were reversed. Mordecai was praised, and what happened to Haman? You know it. Praise God. Amen. But I want to show you how spirits work through generations. Between Agag and Haman, seven generations passed away. But the activity continues. The current situation you see, day by day, please study, reflect, see it spiritually, and look for a cause somewhere in the back. When you find it, cut it. That's our responsibility. Amen? Example number three. Jezebel. Jezebel, oh my God, she's prototype. The epitome of generational bad spirit and scam. She's a Sidonite. She came from Lebanon. Her grandfather was the best friend of King David. He sent, you know, carpent carpenters and some plumbers to construct God's house. They built it. They settled. They started to live there. And her father, finally she's born in the land of Israel. And she managed to marry king of Israel. Being a Sidonite, coming from Lebanon. She managed to do that. This is well planned and orchestrated by the spirit she's packed with. And she was waiting for opportunity. Little by little, Ahab, King Ahab, he gave his stamp to her. And he actually, he reports to her. Queen wife, you know, I just wanted to buy a plot of land to plant wine and Naboth refused. Shut up. No problem. I'll handle it. And she handles it well. She's a killer. She is typical intruder into the kingdom. We'll pick out intruders, amen? By the eyes of his spirit, amen? Imagine, she's a queen. After a while, her son is going to be you know, king of Israel. From Sidon. So she married the seventh king of Israel, but one day, God said, no, there is you, said, uh, Jezebel dies and dogs will eat her corpse. And that judgment was accomplished, happened. Praise God. But this spirit did a lot, including threatening the most decorated prophet, Eliah. He's not afraid of anybody. Fire, boom. Worshippers of Bob, no problem. 450, I don't care. This one, oh my God. Legion, maybe twice Legion. He ran away and complained to God. God, I'm the only one left. And this woman, I don't know. 
thing she said, she mean it. And I'm running away. God, please take me away. I'm not better than my predecessors. God said, no, 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 no. No one threatens God. Amen. It's a spiritual fire. My spirit in you will not come to me without doing his job. Sleep down. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Feed him, you know, massage him, rest. Brother, there is a long way you walk. There is a mountain you climb. And how many you said are we? I'm the only one. He said, oh, no. I have 7,000 hidden soldiers. Hallelujah. Amen. They never knelt to bath. 7,000. What? I thought I'm the only. That's how, you know, that's the illustration she gave to you. 7,000. Oh, then I better stay. Okay. I wait for a proper ascension. You know, he passed double anointment. And he was, you know, in maybe chariots with fire and so on. With some music, he ascended up. And uh, you know next what happened. That's how you depart. It's not like that. You can't run away from him. You kill him. Amen? You can't. I will run away. I will never run away from them. You will kill him. And uh, that was concluded that way. I have more, but in the interest of time, I want to make sure that you understand me. Spirits are, they behave like angels. They remember. They do things in a planned way across generations. They remember and wait for opportunity. We have to, as Christians, as soldiers of God, we have to monitor, know the situation, analyze the spirit, and we are responsible for our spiritual territory. We are fighters, we are soldiers. Like they did, we do now. Amen? They represented God, they defended the kingdom, and they excelled. Again, this time we do the same. Amen? Amen? Because we drank the same spirit, like David, like Elijah, Name it. We will never surrender. Never. We'll never give up. And as we pray, um, there is no music therapy. There is no, no massage, tantalization. No. We'll say, get out. We'll say, get out. We'll say, come out. Praise God. Are you okay? Let's practice this for two, three minutes. Let's stand up and exercise. Let's, be, let's, let's, let's worship God. Let's mention that we are his soldiers. Let's tell him that we are proud citizens of heaven. We are so proud of the occupant Jesus. Nobody will kick him. Nobody will say, come out, Jesus. No. But he will say, come out. You know. Let's pray on this and exercise uh, the position we are given. Yes. Are you proud of your position? Yes. Count the stones, please. Hold them. Hold them. Use them one by one. Tell to your enemies, I will use them one by one and effectively. 
Time and then, you will fall down. And uh, in the Bible, as Pastor C, uh, Pastor D prepares, um, because he who says evil against our brothers before our God, our God, day and night is forced down. Jesus destroyed them. He finished the work. He occupied the proper place in our, in our life. Nobody will expel him. We are proud soldiers of Christ. And we exercise the kingdomship. We exercise, the, we enjoy the spiritual war. We are not afraid because we always win. Always we win. Hallelujah. We are not scared. We will not flee away. Hallelujah, Pastor Z. Glory to God. Um, he did not pick just a handful of stones. Uh, he, he was, in his spirit, he sometimes knew that four is too small and six is too many. Uh, we'll just do an accurate operation today. Maybe we don't know here, but our spirit knows. Some of us are fighting, not people, it's not them. It's the spirit that has been observing you, studying you, monitoring your going in and coming out, seeing your weak points and preparing a trap. I've noticed uh, that many times the enemy will come with the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, there's a reason for that. It tells us that somebody has been paying attention, sticking to what works. I've noticed that people who have struggled in alcohol usually don't have a struggle with lust. It's just the alcohol, then the alcohol, then the alcohol. And they love the Lord, but this thing just comes. Or it's not the alcohol, it's the, it's the bitterness and the revenge. Just the same thing over. And somebody's been studying you. Some generational drama has been coming with your name on it. That was planned long before you ever came here. Uh, yeah. Dr. Brooke, uh, please get some rest, first of all. But thank you so much. You've just exposed. You know, the, the Bible says that we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. Woe to the person who is ignorant. So uh, he didn't get to it this time. I, I'm going to want you to, when you have rest in the near future, you will do the whole series until we understand everything. And then we'll... In, in Kikuyu, we say Uma. Uma means come out. Hmm? Just out. <clears throat> and you know, uh, we have to learn something as Pentes. When I see the Bible, uh, Jesus would tell them, tell the spirits to come out. Hmm? And then in a loud voice, they would cry out and then the demons would leave, right? Today, the demon is quiet and we're the ones shouting. Something is we switched in the word. Let them do the shouting. Eh? We have the authority. Have you ever seen a police officer pull you over and say, In the name of the Ethiopian government, I command you bring your life. No, they just said, Man, Jeff, God. <laughs> right? And you're the one trembling, and you're the one. Who has the authority here? Who's the child of the king here?
I believe every time when I wake up in the morning, they start shaking. He woke up. He's, a, he's awake now. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this authority. We thank you for this teaching, Father God. Thank you for this mystery of the five stones. In Jesus' name, Father God, we command every spirit that has been working generationally, every a spirit that has our name in their sights, planning to steal, kill, and destroy. We bind that spirit now in the name of Jesus. No music therapy. No massage. In the name of Jesus, get out. Come out of this people. Come out of this house. Come out of this region. In the name of Jesus, we bind every stronghold, every principality, every stone will hit its target in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that from even this moment forward, a new cycle will be starting to, to take over our generations. That what our forefathers struggled with, our children and our children's children will not struggle with. Because we got a revelation, Father God, today. More than anything, Father God, we understand from Second Corinthians that the schemes of the enemy is unforgiveness. It's our unforgiveness that leaves the door open. So, Father God, we just release and forgive all those who hurt us, even those that we hurt. For that is the door that leaves these things exposed. Father God, we come into this space today. It's a new space. Even as we, it's the perfect word as we step into Africa arise. We bind the air today. Let the air be fully open for nothing but the Spirit of God. Let heaven come to earth. And let your glory be seen among us. We just set the atmosphere right, right now. Thank you for every spiritual stronghold that is fleeing even now. Because we said Menjafakad. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.